Hey guys, Ashley here. Just want to send you a quick reminder before we jump into today's podcast that your humble youth ministers are not podcast professionals. Uh, And so just a fair warning that our sound quality today is a little less than stellar. Nonetheless, the topic is totally worth still tuning in. So we hope you enjoy. In a world far, far away, there were robot wives. <laughs> hey everyone, this is Lexi. And Ashley. And we are joined today on our wonderful new podcast by uh, our other high school youth minister here at St. Michael in Prior Lake. This is Ben Talugan. Say hi, Ben. I'm using my radio voice. Hi guys, this is Ben. Sorry. that. That's- <laughs> Oh my god. So Ashley, I would just like to take two seconds to discuss that crazy movie that we watched last night. The one with Robot Wives? That one. That one. Yes, which also for the teens of mine who are listening, Lexi invited me to watch this movie and so I said yes. It was um, And for my teens who are listening, it was my one movie a week. Okay. Listening, I didn't watch the movie. (laughs) Okay. Lenten things are still being upheld. Okay. Um, Stepford Wives. Stepford Wives. Have you guys heard of this movie? This movie is insane. It's really creepy. I haven't seen this movie before, and it, like, came up in my brain recently because it's one of those movies that kind of, like, just comes up in your brain because it's super... Oh, it's so creepy. (laughs) So if you guys haven't seen this movie, I don't know how much I can recommend it because there's definitely some weird and like inappropriate probably parts. And I mean, it's PG-13, so it's not like horrible, but it gets kind of weird, but it is fascinating. Like the concepts that it brings up, it's not, I was going to say the symbolism, but it's not even really symbolism. It's like really literal, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's how Lexi and I kick off um, our first night at home with COVID-19. We watch movies that make us think about weird things like this. Yeah, so I want to, can we just like explain this movie in two seconds? Oh, you want to explain? I thought we weren't going to give it away, but okay, yeah, sure. Well, we can. No, I mean, I think that's spoilers. what I'm saying. I think, oh yeah, so, okay, so spoilers if you want to watch Stepwise, but you learn this just really early. Fast movie. forward like a minute and a half. You, you learn this quickly. So really it's like, yeah, that's it, true. It doesn't take you that long to learn. But basically this couple moves into this new town and then they find out that like all of the women are robots that have been designed by their husbands to be the perfect women. And But you don't know they're robots for a long time. Well, you they're just obnoxious. They're just annoying though. And you kind of get this weird because there's this moment where they're at like a country dance. And this robot wife starts like malfunctioning. And do-si-do, she's like, do-si-do, 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 do-si-do. and it's <laughs> creepy and super weird. And she starts dancing, and she doesn't, can she can't stop because she's a robot. It's really weird. Anyway, it's a super yeah. weird. Movie. There's some deep things that we could draw from it, though. So if we have enough requests from people that they say, you know what, Lexi, Ashley, and now Ben, we're gonna go watch that movie so that you guys can have a really deep discussion about it on your podcast. We'll do that. Okay. It won't. Yeah, so guys, this is Ben Talugan. Oh, I actually think I said his name. You did. Right? This you is said Ben. Okay, good. Uh, and then I said Ben. And then you said Ben? She so, said Talugan. Ben. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> this is Ben, everyone. 
He is, we are both actually, Ben and I are at St. Michael's right now in the coffee house basement, which is abandoned and weird, but we were in the office today and then we're going to be working from home. So I'll be back with Ash, big Ash. For and Bailey the cat. And we're going to spend right so now. much quality time together. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Okay, guys, so we have some pretty fun things to talk about today, yeah? Yeah, we do. Well, also, I just want to say Ben's also a friend of mine, even though I don't work oh, yeah. with him. He's a friend. I actually of mine. have known Ashley longer than I've known Lexi. That's true. Yeah. yeah. When we were looking true. for someone new to hire, Ashley was like, hey, someone's applying. And he's really cool. And his name's Ben Tulugan. Okay. And then she snickered behind your back. She's like, she you totally guys, bought that. Will you Sorry. guys tell the story a little bit, maybe about how you met? Sure. The circumstances <laughs> under which you met each other, because it was really sweet and bonding. Yeah. So Ben and I were in a class together for grad school, which he completed the program. I didn't. Kudos to Ben. Winning. <laughs> and we like really bonded one night because I was having a inner turmoil about whether or not I should break up with this boy. And Ben helped me decide that I should, in fact break up with this boy is that right ben would you remember that, that, that differently? that's pretty much the gist <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we were in the same uh discussion group in the class well that's right that's how we kind of gotten to know each other was that we'd been put together in that little in our little group of there's four of us in the group that's right i didn't just like spill my heart out to you no. like the random dude you. from class um <laughs> But that was the night that we really, that, yeah, that, the, that we really kind of got to know each other better and bonded a little bit over the discussion about whether or not you should kick out of the curb. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Ben said that you should. And, uh, yeah, and then I introduced her to my wife and I never heard from her again because <laughs> we liked each other better. No. <laughs> Anyways, but no, Ashley. <laughs> Ashley is now the godmother yep. of your second child. She's my baby girl. She doesn't really. She's kind of afraid of me right now, but like, it's okay. She's afraid she's of everybody. Open. Yeah, she's afraid of everybody right now. She's not. Even I'm only a second bet. Like, I'll do above other people, but if I'm holding her and Mom walks in the room, I am no longer good enough, and she must now have Mom. Yeah. There's so. like a psychological phase that babies go through. I learned about that yeah. in college. No. It's really heartbreaking when you're not the mom, but it's actually really beautiful that babies do that. And my um, godson, I don't know, maybe he got confused, but he was like dad <clears throat> all the way. He would straight up reject his mom. Like I watched him basically slap her across the face because he wanted dad instead. Wow. That's intense. Babies are weird. Yeah. Well, we have not done that. Anyway. <laughs> cool. Now that we've um, kind of, yeah, talked about some fun things, hopefully you're still listening. Um, we're going to pick up kind of where we left off last time. Um, Lexi, do you want to kind of like put into perspective kind of what like our, where we left off last time with Lent and just kind of where we're starting today? Yeah, for sure. So I think we said at the end of the last episode, we talked a lot last time about like charity, right? And about thinking outside of yourself, um, how to handle your time in a way that is 
not selfish, but to uh, use the time that you're given for others. So today we're going to kind of continue on that topic though of like all of this time that you now have, right? And how sometimes that all of that time and maybe when combined with your Lenten practices, if you're anything like us, it's leading to boredom. I know I had a couple of teams stop in my office yesterday and it was the first day that they hadn't been in school yesterday and they were like, I'm bored, right? So it had only been 24 hours without school and they were already like, I'm bored, I don't know what to do. Like I don't have sports and I'm just sitting at home and it's boring, right? So we're gonna talk about boredom and then uh, we're gonna propose our antidote to boredom, <clears throat> which, uh, spoiler alert, is going to be leisure, true leisure. And we'll talk about what that means. So the antidote to boredom is sitting in a tanning chair next to a pool with a good book. That is exactly what we're going to talk about. done with the podcast now. Thanks, Done with the podcast. Oh, done. Thank you. That's what I'm here no, for. No, but that, that's actually great because I think so, yeah. that a big part of what we're going to do today that is super important is define leisure. Mm -hmm. And it's lost the definition of leisure in our culture today. Um, and we think that leisure means exactly that, like sitting in a lunch chair by the pool, soaking in the rays, right? And we're going to talk about uh, why that is not what leisure means. Yeah. Kind of equate leisure with lazy. That's yeah. a good way of yeah. saying it. And uh, well, we're going to talk about it as, as opposed to rest, like how leisure is different from rest. Ashley is redoing her hair right now. And it, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had this like pile of hair. <laughs> was trying so hard to be inconspicuous. And now she looks like a who because she has a bun directly on top of her head. Oh, the best part is that my teens are probably like, yeah, that's like her normal look. <laughs> she was okay. inconspicuous. It didn't work. All right. Is this actually going to distract you from talking to me? It's fine. No, it's fine. I'm used to it. Okay. Get over it, Ben. Okay. But no, Ash, I want you to start. Yes. You were the one who initially um, brought up the concept of like Lent, of, of, the, of this whole... COVID-19 thing kind of like exacerbating, if that's the right word, the problems that you were already having with your Lenten challenge or or maybe just um, making the Lenten challenge that you were bringing upon yourself like worse because it was giving you all of this extra time and you just wanted to throw your Lenten practices out the window. Is that an accurate statement? Absolutely. It kind of still is an accurate statement, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But so talk just about, about like your conclusions on that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Really Girl, I will talk. Okay. So um, I've been doing this challenge with some of my teens, um, which side note, they've actually been like far more dedicated. Than <clears throat> um, but really, I've stopped watching TV and using social media and whatnot um, for since like January something. Um, but now that like Lent's here, it's just kind of like really now I have no excuses to um, like cheat. Not that I did, but like, yeah, now I'm like, okay, it's Lent, I gotta do this. Um, and like before it was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm really busy. And so I'm doing all these things. And so I didn't really have like, it was painful, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with my time? Um, and so now that I'm you know, my life is being changed drastically and we're moving more and more towards staying home and I'm working from home now and whatnot. Um, it's making me be like, oh my gosh, I'm bored. And like, I 
want to watch TV. I want to watch movies. I want to be on social media. And like, really like when I dig beneath that desire, I kind of just, um, if I'm being honest, I kind of have this like fear of like being with myself. Um, and kind of this fear of, um, kind of like sitting with some of those thoughts and those questions that are deeper in my heart that I can so easily distract myself, um, with like the events of my day. Right. And maybe some of our yeah, listeners yeah. Are, are experiencing that, right. We're like, oh my gosh, like I had all these different things going on and now I'm like left with all this time and I'm left to my own devices. And so I think it can be, it can be unsettling. Um, but the conclusion that I'm currently making is like, I think, I think it's actually really important that we make space for our thoughts, that we make space for these deeper questions for saying, well, who am I outside of all of these activities? Like for me, who am I outside my job for you? Who am I outside my, as outside being a student? Um, and just whatever other questions we might find ourselves wrestling with, um, that actually can be a really beautiful opportunity to just to encounter God, right? But we have to do that so carefully. We can't just, we can't just introspect and go into our own head and, and deal with it all on our own. Um, but rather like exploring those questions kind of in a posture of prayer um, and, and bringing friends into that conversation. Um, and I think that when I do that, even outside of Lent, <laughs> like there's so much fruit that's born. And I discover a lot about myself. I discover a lot about God. I find a lot of freedom and a lot of, of true peace. Yeah, I think um, I resonate with that on, definitely on a level that like, when there's less going on, bigger questions start coming to the surface. And I think that those questions are different for different personality types. Like for some of us, or any, like for different life situations, you know, yeah. for some of us, it might be, okay, who am I? Like, what is the meaning of my life outside of these things? But for some people, it's like, you know, the things that come to the surface when you slow down are like, oh crap, my family has a lot of problems. Yeah. Or, oh crap, I have this sin that I struggle with all the time that I've never dealt with or, oh crap, like I don't know if God is real or I don't know if there's life after death or I don't know if my friends are really good friends or I don't know if my boyfriend or girlfriend is really a good boyfriend or girlfriend. And like, I've been avoiding all of these big life or like I'm failing a class, you know, like there's just so many things that start to bubble up in our minds when our life slows down and we don't have all of these like amusements that we, we can't distract ourselves from these big questions all the time. Right. So like, I think that that's super relatable. And I've noticed that as life slows down for me, definitely like my problems start coming to the surface. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And actually like Ben, I don't know. Um, one of the things that Lexi and I have talked about, and I know we talked about it a little bit with you, um, is that one of the things that can come to the surface are just some of those um, sexual temptations um, or um, just like some of those as we're as we're navigating this silence or as we're navigating these questions kind of wanting to go to something familiar or something comfortable and I think sometimes sexual temptation can come up can you like speak to that a little bit yeah well I think one of the number one causes of sexual temptation is stress and when you're in a time where you're going to be 
stuck in your home for long periods of time or you're going to be alone for long periods of time that's going to create stress and that's going to create temptations and opportunities to give into those temptations so uh, a good thing to do is to when you know you're stressed offer up the stress to try to get out ahead of it and not allow for that necessarily to bring on those temptations um, other things you can do to avoid the temptations or don't be alone where you could get on your computer and start looking at stuff that you shouldn't be looking at. Uh, get Covenant Eyes. They don't sponsor us. If you guys want to sponsor us, though, you'd be welcome to do it. <laughs> anyway. Um, What's Covenant Eyes, Ben? Covenant Eyes, you can, you can look them up. I think it's covenanteyes.org, I think. Uh, but it's a software program you put on your computer, on your phone, and it actually holds you accountable. It gives you people to, that get your browser search history. Um, so what they do is they scan what you've looked at on whichever device it is that you put it on. And then they send a weekly update to your accountability partners that you choose. And they get a notification of whether or not you looked at anything that week that you shouldn't have. Uh, and a buddy of mine did this in college. He, he got that. And I still get his notifications every week. I haven't, he never turned it off. So I, I know what he looks at every week and what he doesn't. And there's been a couple of times where something popped up that shouldn't have popped up. And so I then had to reach out to him. And uh, the, the last time it happened was a number of years ago. And he was really shocked when he got a phone call from me one, one week. <laughs> like, dude, what is this stuff you've been looking at here? And he forgot that I was on there. So it surprised him. And um, he hasn't had a problem with it since, apparently, because I haven't seen any rough content come over but it, it makes you think twice when you're going to go in there and do that if you know someone else is going to be checking up on you and checking in with you because they they see that you did it too um other things like i said just avoid the possibility don't go into your room by yourself and sit down and get on your computer and allow yourself the opportunity to fall into that temptation because it, it's a it's a progressive thing you don't necessarily sit down with that intent in mind every time it can be a google search that goes awry or a ad that pops up that leads to something else so isn't there some like acronym <clears throat> for that it's like tired lonely bored stressed or something like that that are things that lead to like mm. the temptation towards pornography but i'm just thinking and i'm like okay tired lonely bored uh, stressed. you are going yeah. to have all of those things in the next however long couple for of weeks, sure. right? Like that just seems like kind of a recipe for disaster a little bit. So I think it's really great to just keep that in mind and like think about getting ahead of it. Yeah, well, one thing you do is get more sleep. May not help fully with the tired because when you're right. sitting and not doing much, you get tired right. regardless how much sleep you've gotten. But something else you can do is pray. Just pray a lot. When you have time, sit down and pray. Uh, spend some time with God. If Pray a rosary. It's amazing the power of the rosary. You are struggling with those temptations. Um, or even just a Hail Mary. If you feel that temptation on coming on, just pray a Hail Mary. Yeah. Redirect. Mm -hmm. And reach out. Reach yeah. out. Reach like, out I just think it's really important that like as much of it, as much as this can be a spiritual struggle, it's also like a psychological struggle. And we're not meant to do this alone. And so yeah. um, like Ben was saying, whether that's covenant eyes or um, calling a trusted friend or like, hey, yo, we're your youth ministers. You know how to contact us. Like, we're mm -hmm. happy to be with you um, and walk with you and support you. Um, and you wouldn't be the first to tell any of us. So nobody's going to judge you. Yeah.
Yeah, it was actually, it was a number of years ago, I was really having a difficult bout with those temptations. And uh, I had a list of guys that I had put together a text chain on my phone. And whenever temptations would start to hit, I would just send a message to those guys, hey guys, need prayer. And you would see the, te- the responses coming in, praying, 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 and you could just feel it lift. That's just amazing. the effects of those prayers going to action. So even if you aren't able to, in the mindset, or it's not really working as well as you'd like, if you have other people that are joining you in that, it can be very, very effective. And I want to say too, that goes for any sin that you're struggling with. It's not just sexual temptation, any temptation that you're struggling with in this time, like reach out, ask for prayer. The intercession of our lady is so powerful, but like be prepared, be on your guard when you're by yourself and you're lonely and you're bored, like temptations are bound to come. And so I'll just be prepared for that and like help each other through with that. Amen. And I, yeah, amen. And I think it's also, I always, uh, I have a lot of conversations with teens where they feel guilty about a temptation. And I just want to like reiterate that like a temptation is not a sin. Um, Action is a sin, right? And so um, you are not at fault for being tempted to break your Lenten fast or to uh, watch porn or to whatever, whatever, whatever it is. Like it's, temptations are normal and like, um, I think it's First Corinthians. Ah, I'm gonna quote ten thirteen. Um, talks. It says, "No temptation has overcome you that is not common to man. God is faithful; mm-hmm. He will not let you be tempted beyond your strength. There is hope there." So, gosh, I love that. Okay, so talking about boredom, I think it's really easy with all these temptations and and. Um, just with boredom in general, it's basically a bunch of no's, right? Like mm. I'm not supposed to do this. I don't get to do this. And, and that's when we end up bored is when we have this like gap, right? This emptiness and it seems like a void. And so I want to talk today about how to take that boredom and turn it into a positive, yeah. make it uh, productive, but not in a like work kind of way. So what I really want to talk about today is leisure, because um, like we were saying, leisure, uh, I think often has a very different definition from mm-hmm. what we might think leisure means. But uh, I really think that leisure is a way to turn boredom like into a positive. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And actually, so Lexi and I have talked about leisure a lot. Um, and just and actually with one of my friends for Lent, we're we're also discussing like, what is work? What is leisure? And it is, it's definitely like this challenge of um, kind of, it's, it's challenging some of my preconceived notions of what leisure is. And so um, Lexi and I've had a lot of great conversations about this. And I actually, Lexi, I think the way you've described leisure to me has been like really helpful. And I think it'd be really awesome if you could let our listeners in on that. Oh my gosh. Heck yes. Leisure is one of my favorite things to talk about because my friend and I have always said that if we ever become canonized saints, we want to be the patron saints of holy leisure. Um, because I think it's like kind of, it's, it's more of my natural disposition. And so I think I respect, (laughs) I just like love leisure. Like I think that real leisure is so valuable. Okay. So, so first of all, if you want to dive deeper into this topic, Joseph Pieper, Yes. Book about leisure. And, uh, oh, what is it called again? Leisure, leisure the basis of culture. culture. Yeah. Leisure is the basis of culture. 
So I'm going to be, a lot of what I'm going to say is going to come from that because that's where most of my study comes from. Uh, but basically, okay, so he says that leisure is a disposition of the spirit. Like leisure is not an action or a lack of action. It's a disposition. And what it really comes down to is having a disposition of openness and wonder at reality. Like it's a stillness, he says, it's, it's a stillness that's necessary for accepting reality. Like an inner stillness, an inner calm, an inner rest that we have to have in order to accept the beauty, the, the, like the glory of reality, including the reality of God, all the way down to the reality of like, you know, a piece of wood and an ant and like the river, right? And any, any time that we're going to be in a state of wonder at reality, we have to have a spirit and a disposition of leisure. So a lot of times uh, people will, will use the word contemplation as well to describe leisure that like in order to really have a like a contemplative spirit, you have a spirit of leisure. So it's like deeply contemplating reality, right? Um, to behold, like to behold reality. And so having like this inner stillness is so foreign to us these days, I think, because we have just filled our lives with like hectic activities. You know, like we've busied ourselves, including our inner world. Our inner world has become so hectic, so chaotic, so busy that we don't take the time to, to create a still place to receive the world. Like we're so busy trying to act on the world to be productive that we don't take the time to receive the world. And ultimately it's like that state of reception and contemplation that allows us to be truly productive anyway. But that's not the reason, like, so the difference between rest and leisure, we would say like the difference between laying on a beach with your, you know, fancy drink in your hand, that's non-alcoholic if you're in school. And <laughs> thank you for the clarification. You're welcome. Uh, so like the difference between like being in your lawn chair, you know, with your smoothie and <laughs> excuse me, and leisure would be that, that rest that you're experiencing, like by the water, is for the sake of work like you're resting so that you can be refreshed when you go back to work whereas true leisure is an acceptance of the present moment and is like a reception of god a reception of reality and like of the beauty of reality in the moment for reality's sake like for god's sake does that kind of make sense, what I'm saying? It does. I think what would be really helpful, and, and either Ben or Lexi can jump in on this, but I think to just give some very practical examples of like, what does it look like today for me to have this disposition of leisure? So, yeah. Well, okay. So like Joseph Pieper gives some examples. Okay. I'll read a quote. <clears throat> okay. This is a quote. I think I'm, yeah, it's from Joseph Pieper. So he says, leisure is the surge of new life that flows out to us when we give ourselves to the contemplation of a blossoming rose, a sleeping child, or of a divine mystery. So he says, like, he says something basically along the lines of, like, go out in nature and slow down and actually contemplate what you're seeing. 
So for us, that might mean that while we're being quarantined, you know, in, in our home, that maybe like we go out in the neighborhood and take a walk without earbuds, without music, without um, any kind of noise that is going to fill our inner world, right? And try and like contemplate the beauty of the things that we see. So I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but it's for sure happened to me. We're like, I'm sitting out outside and um, I remember, okay, so on like my family's deck, my mom always feeds the birds, right? She was this bird feeder, right? And sometimes I'd be laying out on the deck and this bird feeder would be like two feet away from me. And it was the coolest thing because if I laid there and I was still for long enough, birds would come and they would be like two feet away from my face. And the detail that I could see in these birds was amazing compared to what I would usually see out the window when they were 20 feet away. Like I could see the translucent like glistening on the feathers of these birds. I could see that there were 10 different colors in one feather, which I could never see when I was that far away. Like a crow even would fly up, which are usually like nasty. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, there's like a bluish hue to their feathers, you know? And I would just sit there and stare at them. And it was like my stillness and my attitude of contemplation of paying attention that like allowed me to sit in that moment and, and kind of take it in. Yeah. Oh, so that's an example that comes to mind. I love that. <clears throat> Another example, I think the word behold really stands out to me. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that we have to remember too that um, the pinnacle of nature, right, is the human being. And you're probably not stuck at home alone. Uh, you probably have a mom or a dad or a sibling um, with you. And what a beautiful opportunity to honestly behold the presence of your family member, right? And that might sound like cheesy and whatever. I'm not telling you you have to like stare into the eyes of your sibling, whatever. But like, <laughs> behold. Um, yeah, behold my sibling. Um, but, but like, honestly, like get to know that family member in a way that maybe you haven't before right? Like seek them out for the sake of who they are, not for something you need from them or not something you're trying mm -hmm. to bribe them to do for you or whatever, not just surviving to survive these days, but like what an opportunity to really grow in true love with our family members and pick up the phone and call a friend. Like you might not be able to physically behold them, uh, but like, um, right, like having that conversation and just really um, embracing that. I then, absolutely love that. And then another thing too, just to drive this home further, um, I can't hear the word behold as a Catholic and not hear like behold the Lamb of God. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. And that's why like when, when we as Catholics are talking about leisure, we have to talk about prayer because prayer is that, is that openness to receive the amazement of God, to just receive who he is. And really that's like ultimately what prayer is, right? Like we give you these methods to use. We encourage you to pray in certain ways. And, and I think we need to do that to help ourselves to get into the habit and whatnot. Like ultimately like prayer is beholding God, being at, in, like, wondering at who he is um, and just receiving his love. And that's a beautiful yeah. way to, yeah. to spend leisure. I love it. Um, I was just gonna say, I think something that is key to leisure is uh, silence and that ability to separate from 
just the crazy noise of the world around us. And this is something that I love. So Cardinal Sarah, if you're from St. Mike's, you've heard me talk about this. So raw. Uh, but so Cardinal Sarah wrote a book about called The Power of Silence. And a quote from that is, he says that without silence, God disappears in the noise. And this noise becomes all the more obsessive because God is absent. Unless the world rediscovers silence, it is lost. We aren't really going to truly have a good prayer life unless we can find that silence to sit with God. And what better time to find silence than when we honestly have nothing else to do? Absolutely. Guys, I'm going to just be... Sorry. No, it's great. We're all getting hyped. I was going to say, I, like, here, let me, let me, let me be clear. COVID-19 is not the Lord's will. He does not will illness. Well, active versus passively, right? Active versus passive. passive. Right, right, right. Okay, whatever. It's Mr. not Brown. like, okay, yep. No, I'm not saying ahead. God created the coronavirus is my point. However, he did not. <laughs> well, he did. Okay, he did. stop. Stop. We're going to confuse people. <laughs> he we has, could die about that another time. We could. Actually, That's another podcast. Podcast. He has allowed it. The Lord knew. He has yes, allowed, he's it. allowed it. Yes. And guys, like, I'm pumped right now because in a lot of ways, like, this is. I keep thinking of COVID-19 as an opportunity. And again, that's not to dismiss the suffering. That's not to say that it's a good in and of itself, because it's not. And I want to be very clear, because there are people that are, are very negatively impacted, not just from the disease itself, but from the economical realities that are coming with it. So please hear that. Um, and yeah, the our God, and stress that come with it. Right. Our God is a God who takes what is bad what is tragic and he makes it good like the cross people that's the resurrection and like here we are in lent and we are carrying our cross in a very um we're called to really pay attention to the crosses that we're carrying and we have this beautiful um powerful tangible way that we can really embrace lent right now with this covid19 and and just like see the goodness that god wants to bring out of it as we enter yeah. Mm-hmm. it's so true okay so like with ben's whole with that amazing amazing quote from cardinal sarah like that is so good i am so convinced that god can and will use this time to bring us closer to him like the fact that he's drawing us Amen. into our families and into a place <clears throat> with like unlimited time and silence he is going to use that for his glory and i think that this is a really great opportunity to teach us about silence to teach us about leisure to to And so I guess just like my encouragement for you today is try to adopt a spirit of receptivity and openness in this time. Be open to God and try and be open to God in a new way in your prayer, allowing time for silence and receptivity in your prayer. Try to be open to the people in your house in a new way with openness and receptivity, not trying to talk to them, but trying to listen to them and understand them and see them and behold them as I'm beholding my roommate with her butt on top of her head right now. Like I'm going <laughs> to behold my roommate, right? But like, let's really try and take the opportunity to, um, to leisure in, in these next two weeks, at least maybe longer. Like let's try to embrace a real spirit of leisure, a real spirit of openness, of wonder and awe at how amazing God is and how amazing nature is people are how amazing his love is like let's just bask in openness to god and the goodness of god okay 
Ben's laughing at me because I get excited about things. Dude, Ashley's getting so pumped. And he's getting, <laughs> he's, he's she's trying, trying to, to start talking a couple of times and realize, nope, no, I'm not. It's not my turn. <laughs> yeah. I'm really bad at interrupting. It's so bad. And I'm like visible about it, so you can tell. I just was thinking about, so shout out to Kelly Schumacher at Panage. Um, she, <clears throat> sorry, Kelly, you're probably not even listening. What am I saying? Okay, um, but she um, said to us yesterday, she's like, you know what, guys? You know what we should all do? We should all like think of something we want to learn and then like learn it and come back and like, share it with each other. And I think that's a kind of a, a cool thing. And again, I, I don't mean to emphasize like we need to do something, but but like, what is something you've wondered at? Like truth be told yesterday mm -hmm. when Lexi wasn't home, I pulled out my guitar again and tried to like play on the guitar. Oh my gosh, you better do that when I am home. Absolutely not. Uh, not yet. I got to get better at it. Humility. I will talk about that. Sometimes I pick up painting when I want, when I like, it's like good leisure activities, like painting. Yeah walking but you're actually guitar no i'm not you're good I, at it guys she's that's good. why it's okay but the whole point is like yeah pick up but that's what i'm saying my point is like what have you wondered at what have you thought in the midst of all of your crazy activities like oh i wish i had time to blah 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 i know one of my teens is learning spanish right now cool let's wonder at the ability to communicate with other people right like there are so many different you know, ways that we can wonder and just allow that, allow those questions to come and like explore them. Um, yeah. Like I'm pumped. Okay. So I'm not like, well, but I know, yeah, but that's okay. I, I love it. Like find something that sets your heart kind of on fire mm -hmm. and build on that. And like that's leisure, but this, what Joseph Pieper says too, leisure is where some of the best inventions have come from. Like the guy who invented the clock got it when he was like, got this idea when he was walking through a church and they had a pendulum swinging back and forth. Mm -hmm. And he was just like on a walk. And, and because he was in this open mindset and like this wondering disposition, he sat there and wondered at this pendulum in this church for like hours and came up with the idea of a clock, right? And it wasn't like he was on a work day knowing that he needed to be productive. And so he invented the clock. It was like, no, he was just out for a walk and then it caught his attention. And so he sat there for hours. Yeah. Right. Like that's real leisure. And so it, leisure is not that it can't be productive. It actually is ultimately very productive, but it doesn't start off with that intention. You know, it's like yeah. be captivated by things this week, you know, spend time on things that capture your attention. Yes. I love it. Ben, do you have any other leave it today, you guys? And how much time do we have? We've probably been talking for 70 years, but I think we have. I know that like Lexi and I talk a lot and I want to make sure like, Ben, did you have anything you wanted to add or like any <laughs> suggestions? Ben, do you want to be a part of the podcast? <laughs> I've said stuff. Elliot's going to be so pumped for Friday when we bring him on. Elliot's I coming know. next time. Gonna... <laughs> I'll just sit back and let him do the talking. Okay. Well. Because I wouldn't hate to take away any of the time from you two. <laughs> shut <laughs> okay well hey, what? this th you you two started this thing so yeah we'll be back on you roll yeah man i'm pumped this is fun and i, I know it is fun to talk about this forever leisure because it's such a foreign concept to our life today to my life and it's so freeing to embrace 
Oh. It, it really is. So let's embrace the spirit of leisure this week, next week, my friends, as we're all stuck <clears throat> at home. Let's um, find the things that God is calling us to wonder and awe at. Yeah. And just some practical things. Um, we will be posting on this podcast, God willing, uh, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday until the unforeseeable future. Um, and then also for those of you interested in St. Mike's people, you're more than welcome to join us. Um, if you go to our Instagram page at hnoj.crew, uh, we will be having a live rosary every day at noon starting tomorrow. Uh, and we'd love for you to join us. St. So. Mike's, we... And by starting tomorrow, she means starting today. Oh yeah, because it's, yep. it's mm -hmm. March 18th, the day of prayer. Fast, Wednesday. pray, don't eat meat. I was just going to say, a reminder that today, Wednesday, the 18th, is a day of prayer and fasting as requested by our Archbishop. So please fast today. If you haven't been, start now. And uh, remember that fasting is two small meals and one large meal that does not exceed the size. No, the two small meals can't exceed the size of the large meal. And no meat. And no meat. Unless it's okay. Okay, that was a great ending to this podcast. You guys, that was lovely. <laughs> we love you all. We'll love see you Friday. It's been fun. Okay, bye.